Welcome to Behind the Still Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Strabel. Um, on today's podcast, we have a, a, a person with uh, that's a master distiller at Two Bar Spirits. Her name is Maddie Kelly. Uh, Maddie Kelly has been the head distiller at Two Bar Spirits in Seattle, Washington for almost seven years now. She has a background in chemistry, and she puts it to the work, making some amazing whiskeys up there. Um, she hangs out in that shop and listens to NPR radio, and and then loves her kids and enjoys her time up there. And uh, we can't uh, we can't thank Maddie enough for being on this show with us. Uh, and Two Bar Spirits, just to tell you a little bit of its roots, uh, it was uh, started back in uh, well, I should say that the 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 roots of it started in in rural Texas. Uh, by Nathan Kaiser um, and his family. His family has a Texas ranch called Two Bar Ranch that uh, has been in the family for six generations, uh, actually since the late 1800s. And Nathan grew up on this ranch and had heard stories of relatives uh, bootlegging moonshine throughout his life. And after he moved to Seattle, he wanted to keep the family tradition alive. So he started Two Bar Spirits in 2012 and hired Maddie. Uh, right after that uh, to become the head distiller and uh, we really enjoyed speaking to them these guys make some interesting whiskeys uh, very 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 tasty stuff you're going to learn about it um, in today's podcast and what they kind of think or what we think that they do a little bit differently what they know that they do differently um, and what, what I thought was great is uh, these guys do a great job of focusing in on you know specific products we see all the times distilleries you know get uh, too spread out among two different too many different products and um, I, I think that's a bad idea. You know, these guys focus in on a couple products and they, they, they double down on it and they do a, a tremendous job um, at, at uh, the, you know, creating the consistency and the branding and awareness around these products. And, and they go around and they win awards and, and people love it. I love it. It's good stuff. Um, and to try this, make sure you go to rackhousewhiskeyclub.com before April 10th, which is the deadline, to try, to try uh, the two-bar uh, bourbon and two-bar moonshine. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic products. Um, we wouldn't be featuring um, a distillery that didn't have fantastic products. So uh, if you'd like to try new things and small craft distilleries that, are, that have really amazing stories and even better whiskeys, you know, please try it. Um, these guys are also getting involved in the hand sanitizer uh, world, just like a lot of distilleries out there. It's uh, amazing to see. Nathan's actually the president of the Washington Distillers Guild, which is extremely busy right now. And I just want to you know, publicly thank all of the, of the distilleries and the men and women in the hospitals and the nurses and the healthcare, all the healthcare facilities and workers, the janitors, everybody that's involved in this that uh, is, is helping keep us safe and keep place sanitized. So thank you for, for all the work that you guys are doing. And uh, next was Maddie Kelly. Maddie Kelly, the master distiller at Two Bar Spirits here in Seattle, Washington. Thank you so much for having us here today. I know it was uh, kind of a last-minute thing, but you have been a wonderful host, very knowledgeable, and it is exciting to see a such a knowledgeable uh, a female master distiller that we don't get to see very often. I know you don't see yourself as that, and we don't either. We see you as a whiskey maker, but uh, watching you pick things up, move them around, like it's the mother in you, I suppose. That's just <laughs> yeah, I'm used to lifting up heavy children all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. No, yeah. you've been great. And you're making some amazing whiskeys as well. Tell me about your time uh, when you first started here. You have a chemistry background, correct? 
Yeah, I have a bachelor's degree in chemistry, so I knew how to distill in theory, but of course in class you don't get to make whiskey. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, so you uh, have a training in chemistry, which obviously in making whiskey there is a lot of chemistry involved in the aging process and the making of it with the different ingredients and stuff like that. So what made you get interested in whiskey if you've just kind of learned about it theoretically? Yeah, so there is a lot of chemistry in whiskey, um, but there's a lot of art to it, too. And oddly enough, I think that's the side that drew me to it a bit more. Um, I love to cook, love to bake, and this was a way to apply my chemistry knowledge to something more creative than most lab jobs would give you. Yeah, so like I think a lot of people, what's interesting when you start getting into whiskey for me anyways is that you see bourbon and it has to stick to a kind of a sort of strict criteria for it to be considered this but yet there's so many different variances to the flavors involved in it and that's all because of chemistry right and that's kind of where you can pull in your art to that yeah absolutely there's there are some strict criteria for bourbon, but there's a lot of room to play also. You have to have majority corn, but you can have 49% of that be whatever other cereal grains you want. And then you can change your temperatures for when you're mashing, loudering, fermenting. You can play with the yeast. There are so many variables that you can play around with. And it's pretty important that you understand the science behind it so you know what you're doing when you're tweaking those variables and the effects that they may have, especially important with whiskey because you're kind of doing things in theory. That's okay. Yeah, the phone's ringing in the background. This is uh, this. These types of podcasts are good because it makes we're we're in a distillery yes. right now. It's a small business that's operating, and they have phones. So um, yeah. that's so you, you like to geek out on the chemistry part of it. You're saying I do, and um, tweaking the variables, especially at the beginning when you're honing in on a recipe for whiskey, um, uh, you have an idea of what effect that different things might have when you change different variables but you don't really know with whiskey it's a bit of a mystery until it's fully aged Um, so there's a little bit of a hail mary there too sure so you guys produce and focus on mainly two products do you you know with the effects that a small change can have do you have the um the 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 time the energy the resources to to do some testing uh, are you, do you do you do some? I see that you guys ha- are doing like a straight ride. Do you guys have seasonal stuff that you are able to play with and we work your chemistry magic? We play around a little bit. We do like to stay focused on making our two main whiskeys and being very good and consistent at those two whiskeys. But that being said, it's fun to do the occasional seasonal release. So we have a rye whiskey that um, we release during the holidays, and I'll make rye again coming up here pretty soon. Um, And then we partner with local breweries. In Seattle, we have some of the best breweries in the entire country. And whiskey is beer that's been distilled. You just take the alcohol out of your beer and get rid of the water. And that's really the basics of how you make whiskey. So we partner with local breweries to make maybe like their Russian Imperial Stout and then distill that into a whiskey. See what type of whiskey that beer base gets us. yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's awesome. And you were earlier when we were doing some filming, you were talking about um, 
what makes you guys a little bit different. Um, and we were looking at the flocculent in here, and you were explaining. This is what's interesting. We have never been explained. We, out of all the places we've gone, you, you have gone in more depth that has interested us more than ever. And more than ever, explain the uh, ties to Texas, to Scotland, to Seattle, um, and what you guys do. That's a little bit different. Absolutely. So you've got a lot in there. So. Um, I think that bourbon is a very American whiskey and having different cultural influences from all over the place is a very American thing. So Two Bar is named after a ranch in Texas that's been in our founder's family for uh, over five generations since the late 1800s and that um, those work ethics behind ranch life really um, come come to play in the distillery we make everything from scratch here which is a lot of work you start by milling the grain all the way through barreling and bottling on site um and so that ethic of of just grit and hard work really come into play and then our actual production process does have a lot of influence from scotland so um we louder in a way that you would see more commonly in scotland then in the United States, normally with American whiskey, you see whiskey fermented on the grain. So the grain is pumped from your mash tun into your fermenter. Here, we're loudering, so we're separating our liquid from the grain. And the grain then we're done with at that point, it becomes cattle feed for a local farm. Um, and the liquid is what gets fermented and eventually distilled into our whiskey. Mm. And for folks who might not understand the process or maybe haven't, you know, visited a distillery, will you explain what loudering is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It, I tend to get a little technical. So loudering is the separation of your actual liquid from your grain. So when you start to make whiskey, the very first process is called mashing. So you're just cooking a giant vat of grain in hot water. It's like making porridge. Mm. And then at some point later in the day, you're done extracting the starches, you've converted the starch from your grain into sugar, and you want to extract that sugary liquid, and those sugars are what gets, get fermented into alcohol. The grain, you've extracted what you want from it at that point. Yeah, and so what does that do differently, or what taste do you get that's different than if you were to leave the grain in the liquid and ferment at the same time and then separate it you know there are so many different variables when you're making whiskey with the yeast and everything that is hard to say exactly the impact you would have to keep our entire process the same except ferment on the grain just do that to really see what the exact effect is um i've i've heard that you get a little bit more refined of a flavor when you louder and ferment off of the grain um, you still get all of that great flavor from the grain. Our whiskey is nothing if not grain forward in the flavor. Sure it is. Um, you really taste the malted barley, especially that we use in the bourbon. Um, but yeah, possibly just a little bit uh, more of a clean, um, kind of clean flavor profile. Yeah, yeah, I do get that. I feel it is a little more clean and crisp than others, but there's also this... Uh, palette uh, feel that you get that I haven't got before. Sam's kicking in here. What's up, Sam? The tail is about to overflow. It's overflowing. Thank go you. Go ahead. Go get that. We will be back after the break. Thank you. I kind of know what it is. I'm trying to drink it as fast as I can, but... All right. And we're back. 
tails were overflowing. Yeah, so that we, happens. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. We, so we had to go. We had to go correct that, and uh, and we're good to go now. Alex was trying to drink as much as he could by the time he came over and got you, but he fell over. Yeah, so. straight out of the still. <laughs> what is that much proof? Idea. Is that is that like one fifty? Uh, actually, at the end of the tails run, you're at the lowest proof. Oh, so you're it's, at the lowest. It's mostly water by this point. It is. Yeah. Dang it. It is. Then he's faking it. Then. Yeah. I guess. So we were uh, we were discussing the loudering process. Uh, what I wanted to get into a little bit was um, the the Scotland the, the climate here and how it's very close to Scotland um, and how some of that process was learned over there as well. And so you get that Scottish feel to the flavors too. Is that correct? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, so Scotch, of course, very different from bourbon. The right. base is going to be it's made with mild. dirt. Just joking. <laughs> it, I mean, it, that's not too far from the truth with, <laughs> with all the peat. I love scotch personally. I do too. So that's why um, I can make fun of it. But it yeah. is kind of odd that... <laughs> it's true. So the distiller who taught me a lot of what I know about making whiskey, he um, studied at Springbank in Scotland. Sure. Um, so there are a lot of Scottish influences in terms of how I like to produce just based on where I learned. Um, but also, I love scotch. Um and our whiskey does reflect that love of malted barley. We have a majority of corn, as bourbon always will have, um, but there's a lot of good roasted barley and malted barley in our bourbon, um, which is great because Seattle is an excellent place to source barley. Um, we have so many local breweries, and so most of our malted barley is actually grown in Washington. It's all grown in the Northwest entirely. It is. Okay. All And so you were saying you're one of only maybe two in Seattle that's grain to glass, right? Yeah. One of two distilleries that's entirely grain to glass, making everything from milling the grain through bottling on site. Yeah. And does the, um, so all the corn, all the grain, everything comes from Washington? All the corn and the wheat come from one farmer directly in wow. eastern Washington. And then the malted barley is malted in Washington, and most of it's grown in Washington. But they source from Idaho and Oregon around the northwest. Yeah, so it's all northwest yeah. uh, grown. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. And the, and the climate here, how does that affect things? So the climate for aging is somewhat similar to Scotland. It's yeah. very wet here and it's fairly you know cold kind of temperate um most of the year uh and then we're right off of the sound too uh, yeah. so that's gonna climate will always affect your aging of course in the distillery itself we've got a boiler running we have all sorts of vibration so that's going to affect the aging as well does it? <laughs> Just, we, we've been to a few distilleries um, that uh, that claim the salt, the uh, the sonic aging, um, and we think it's great. I think it's awesome. I um, don't know if it's true or not, but it sure seems like it could be theoretically. Yeah, I mean, aging is all about the alcohol interacting with the wood. So your surface area of the barrel will matter a lot, but also just, you know, your barrels vibrating or, you know, yeah. rolling them around. I have some pet barrels that I roll around, just <laughs> babysit them I a little bit. I did notice that yeah. there was some that were a little bit easier to push um, <laughs> around here. Um, yeah. But I put it back where, where it rolled away, but I put them back in this cage. Um, and I see that you have names for some of these... Uh, 
uh, pieces of equipment that you have in this distillery, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. We have our ladies of Two Bar. That's Nathan Stewing, the founder. Um, he's from Texas, and his dad grew up on the Two Bar Ranch, where there's not much to do except for go to the local dance hall. Um, so we've got country music singers that have performed at that dance hall um, as each one of our fermenters. So June Carter, Dolly Parton, Connie Smith, and Patsy Klein. Those yeah. are the girls. Instead of naming them one, two, three, four, exactly. it does make a little bit better sense. It's easier also when I'm filling out the production logs. I know I'm going into Dolly tomorrow. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. We got to tell Dolly. She's got to know that she's got to still, but I'm sure. I think she'd support it. I yeah. think she would too. I think she would too. With all this whiskey and country music in Texas, how much how much better does it get american exactly. i guess does it get huh yeah that's awesome well um i know that we got to get going here and um i appreciate you taking the time um on this quick notice to show us around you did a fantastic job today showing us and teaching us uh a lot about whiskey and whiskey making so um thank you again maddie for having us absolutely i was glad to have you guys down here awesome and we will uh enjoy our time in washington heading down to pasco in the tri-cities and uh, to do uh, to visit another distillery, but to, we will be featuring uh, two bar spirits in April. So RackhouseWhiskeyClub.com will be able to go check it out and uh, try this uh, this awesome whiskey, award-winning whiskey, Northwest whiskey made by Maddie. <laughs> so thanks again. <laughs>